This is Bruise with the homies here. It's Bruise with D, bro. Hair and Bruise. And Bruise with JB. Oh, On this what? episode, we got two bottles that Heron picked up. And I'm going to let Heron kind of talk about how how he got the bottles, where he got the bottles, and then JB is going to introduce both bottles. Okay. All right. So we got the first one, Lavendage, over at Pure Project Vista. So this, one of them came with a, uh, with a Seller Syndicate membership that we have. And then I liked it so much because they had it on tap there. I had a little taste because the bartenders were awesome down there. And I bought like three more bottles or however many bottles they had down there. I wiped them out. I kind of felt bad, but you know, I'm from out of town. So I wanted to bring them home and uh, share them with the beautiful folks out here. Share them with the boys, the yep. boys and girls. Yeah, so the at Solaris, I just went ahead and picked up one bottle of everything that they had at that point in time. And this was about a month ago. So this is Lavin, or no, this is uh, Duvin uh, Grenache Blanc and 2022. And I guess, uh, I don't know, it, it's got different, both, both of these are like kind of like beer wine hybrid things. And uh, you guys let me know what is going on in each of them. So yeah. before we like continue any further, uh, Heron's going to do a magical job and edit this part where you're going to watch Joseph open the bottle and spray us and have a, uh, like a F1 celebration after he won the race. Yeah. That, and you're, you're just going to watch just pure madness. See, we should have checked on tap first on a Solaris bottle because uh, Jeff posted that beware... This one was a gusher, and he was not wrong. It was gushing. So uh, let's start off with the Pure Project Lavendage. Uh, meaning the Harvest in French, this one blurs the lines between beer and wine. It's crafted from a blend of two distinct beers, an Imperial Red that was aged in red wine barrels, and a Saison Wort that was spontaneously fermented with Nebbiolo grapes. And... So this one is just like Heron was saying, kind of that wine beer hybrid. It definitely, it definitely smells like a wine, like a red wine. That's what it smells like. And it's in collaboration with Oddish Wine. So this one checks in at eleven point eight percent. That's a strong boy. And let's go ahead and try this one, All right. and then we'll get into the Solaris one next. Cheers, boy. Before we say anything, we gotta have three drinks of this one. Because uh, what they say is the first one you can't really judge, the second one you kind of, but the third one you'll tell if you really like it or not. Since this is this is classified as a beer wine, and they, that's what they say with the wines. Yeah, you gotta I mean, try it three sips. Yeah, it's like a uh, untapped wild ale American. I think it's more of that beer hybrid wine with. Like the Solaris episode, we did a couple weeks, almost a month or so back. That one was really good. Yeah. So it's kind of on a similar train to that. Um, the color on it's beautiful. It's a deep, dark red. And um, like uh, Debra was saying, kind of a wine. To be quite honest smell. with you, to me, this tastes more like a wine than it does an ale. So uh, the first sip. I got dryness immediately. Yeah. Second sip, I got some sweetness in there. And then the third one, I got a little bit of spice. You know how those red wines have a little bit of like, uh, kind of like, I don't know, peppery spice yeah, thing yeah. going on with them? So that's that's what I got. And then of course, it's in a, a lighter body, even though it's like 11 point something percent. This is a, still like a medium body, medium to light body kind of thing. And 
I don't know. It's got a little, like, just the slightest bit of carbonation. Yeah. Nothing too crazy, which I absolutely love. For this style, you don't want it to be highly carbonated. You want it to be somewhat carbonated like a beer and then somewhat still like a wine. So yeah. I think they've mastered that perfectly. Yeah, it kind of uh, adds to that, like, Saison kind of ness to it with a little bit of carbonation, a little bit of funk, but then I'm getting a lot of the dryness of, like, the wine characteristic, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of spice in there. It kind of makes it, like, full tasting right you get like everything going on and i really enjoy stuff like this right this is where we always joke let's get funky let's try different styles let's keep it fresh and experiment with all types of beer and this one is one i would definitely recommend ever get the chance to try or you want to try new beer and get outside your comfort zone the seller syndicate at pure project is a great opportunity and this one is definitely worth it and we even had on last episode the peach brandy stout from pure project part of the seller syndicate absolutely fantastic this one's another one that was knocked out of the park i love it all across the board i agree i would really like to pair this though with some red meat i think it would be a delicious thing to have with some steak or some like just 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 like have over like a steak dinner i guess I think the flavors, like Herod was saying, like each time I drink it, I feel like I get a little bit, like I have a different flavor. It definitely does give you like that spice of a, of a red wine at the end of it, which I really enjoy. Um, the dryness, I think it's not like super dry. I think it's that perfect like dryness level. And like, I hate to say it, but I think July should be changed to, uh, instead of the seventh month, it should be changed to a five because I think this is another oh five out of the park peer project the seller center kit membership you guys are just fucking killing it with it so far I've, I've really enjoyed it I I can't talk much good about it because bad about it or bad about it sorry <laughs> there's not much bad I can say about it I just really enjoy this yeah. if I had a whole bottle of this I think I'd get myself in a lot of trouble Especially yeah. it being at a, what, 11%? 11 yeah. Yeah, almost 12 Yeah. I think you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Yeah, something like this, the dryness aspect we're talking about, it's still approachable, though. It's, like, just dry enough to where you want to keep drinking it. Yeah. And it's not, like, too dry where you kind of get annoyed by it, where it's like, oh, my God. It kind of gets overbearing. This one's like, oh, it's dry enough to, oh, I want another sip. Oh, I want to keep getting more tasty. Yeah, of it. And if I had this straight out of the bottle, I think I would just... Like lose my shit. <laughs> um, Aaron, what would you rate it? Cause I'm I'm gonna give it. You know I've been kind of picky lately. The untapped rating out of one thirteen people is three point nine five, which I think is highly goes to show you. Some people just probably one don't appreciate the style, or two are basing it off of like beer ratings, or not comparing it to like style wise, or appreciating what's going on. So, you know what? I'm gonna bump that rating up. I'm gonna give it a five because. I appreciate when breweries do stuff like this, right? Yeah. They're going into the zone of doing passion projects, doing stuff that's fun for them, that they could showcase like an art that we're talking about that expresses themselves. And it's getting to experience what the brewer wants you to, and he's painting you a picture, and he's hoping that you get that picture when you're drinking it. And I think it translates so well. It is beautifully done, and I'm getting so many notes, and I guarantee... The brewer who made this and everyone that was a part of it would enjoy 
hearing our comments about it and seeing us appreciate the style and really enjoying it for what it is. Yeah, so the first wine beer hybrid I had was Dow from Pure Project, spelled T-A-O. That came out in 2019, 2018, 2019, probably closer to 2019. Yeah. Wait, time out. I remember having this one with you. Yeah, so Did we you? have multiple batches. Yes. Too. We've had multiple batches of this so, one. Yeah, so that first batch was very, like, it wasn't very strong, but it, I think it was like 9 to 10%, somewhere yeah. in that range. It had a pretty decent body on it, but it had, a, it was more sour than this. So the, the recent version of Dow, I think of 2022 version, that one was lighter body, maybe the same kind of, well, a little more muted in the sourness, but like a little more like raising the, the sweetness of the grapes and stuff. This thing I think is, is exactly what that one I, I had pictured. Like if you think wine beer hybrid, you think lavendage. Like this is it. Like you get a little bit of sourness, you get a little bit of sweetness, you get a little bit of dryness, that red, that grape just comes through, like, it's, this is the one. Wine beer hybrid, this is the one. Now we're gonna see, I guess, what Solaris has to say about theirs, but yeah. not before you mention something. What do, what yeah, do you think? Well, yeah, he said five out of five. I, five out of five. Well, I, <laughs> I guess I'm five out of five too, so. I, uh, like I said, yeah. July should just not be seven. I think this should be five, five out of five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like this is it. I think <laughs> in the last what, like three episodes, four episodes we did, it's been like five, 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 and I think that shows that a lot of breweries have stepped their game up. And yeah. like, I think this is my second or third time in a row giving Pure Project a five. Yeah, so. And so always hit it out of the park. They're I mean, you can kind of say I guess I'm biased because Pure Project is just really good. Yeah. But I mean, to me, like like you said, I really appreciate the fact that they stepped out of their comfort zone to do this, yeah. and it's a passion of it. Yeah. And like the people on Untapped, like to be quite honest with you, a three point nine. I think they just need to. I just think they like the the average. I think that's very below. Yeah. Like I just think fair, yeah. I just think that. They need to reevaluate that and understand that. Hey, look, like how special, how special is. this is, and how hard it is to make and yeah. taste and get all these flavors. Um, back to Heron's point, Dow, the first one, 2019. The batch two was the 2020 season, and I think the batch three was 2021 to 2022. So that's where, because I looked it up and I'll see it on tap. And I remember we did a side by side at Dean Martin of batch one and two. And they were completely different. That batch two was, oh my god, way less sour, so much more smooth. But they were both so good in their own way. Uh, yeah. We had it with Jake because I remember we were right. talking with him, right. going back and forth with him. So that was a great time. But now, gotta get into Solaris. So Mr. Geyser over here. Um, let's let's go into it. It's a we're sour. in Yellowstone. We're in Yellowstone. Okay. <laughs> sour blonde. Age. I would like to say this is the first geyser we had on the podcast, but, but definitely not. The se- the first one ever was the our episode of Blue yep. when we did Blue the uh, uh, the rice Green pudding. Cheese. Yeah. At, with rice pudding, and you hear me yelling at James. <laughs> yeah. And he stuck a thumb in it. This one I didn't open all the way. I cracked it, and it started just shooting out. No, you, they'll see in the video. We'll, they'll see the sheer panic in your face of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so go back. Sour blonde, 
aged in Hawkwatch Winery Cabernet Simon Oak barrels with Grenache Blanc grapes. For uh, re-fermented in bottle. So that re-fermentation in the bottle kind of got a little too excited. Oh, right that there. thing was <laughs> going nuts. Dude, like Heron said, Yellowstone, bro. Alright, let's get into it. 9.2% ABV. It's just put as a other sour category on the untap, but we know it's that beer wine hybrid of the sour blonde. It smells aged. delicious. Very funky on the nose for sure. The color, I, I love the color. It's kind of like a reminds me of an apricot, like orange. Uh, I still have a little sediment in mine. The bottom little floaties around there. Oh yeah. Man, these guys at Solaris, they got this shit dialed in. I mean, I. I'm going to go on record saying this. I know we're recording and you guys are listening to it. But Solaris, I don't think they're not that far away from Pure Project of being, like, in my opinion, the best brewery in California. No, I don't blame you. Cause I, you I, it's, the, like, it is, like, the consistency of greatness that Pure Project has had over the years is what keeps them number one. But then... Having Solaris and having it as often as and, and it's keep coming and coming, they just keep closing that door, in my opinion. Yeah, so it's tough because like when you rate or get into the category of best of the best, it's hard to just do one top because people do better styles. Monkish was on top for a long time because of their ability to not only do amazing doubles, triples, people sleep on their sours, their barrel-aged stuff across the board, stouts, barrel-aged saisons, Funky stuff, Red Ales, uh, Feminist, all these things that they've done. Uh, their seltzer is probably one of the best seltzers. I've talked about it time and time again. So it's hard to displace them. But Pure Project did a lot of great things for us during COVID. Uh, we had a lot of their great beers. They're pumping out great things. They've expanded their program. They're hungry for education, teaching people, brought on great Cicerones, doing great things. Whereas, you know, then there's, on the other page, there's North Park out there killing it, banger after banger, collabing with so many people. Then there's Solaris out here collabing, now going to different festivals, doing collab after collab. Um, one of their head brewers, Liam, is, has his own side project, uh, Wolf King Brewing, that we featured on the podcast. He's collabing with Solaris, and then they're doing collabs, which then makes more collabs for Solaris. So you just... It's almost like a personal favorite thing at that point, right? What styles do you like? Do you want super funky? Do you want experimental? Are you going to support the breweries that go wild and try to chase these ambitions of theirs and are not afraid to be like, you know what? We know we make good beer and people that will appreciate it will find us and buy this beer. So that's where we get into that whole complex area. And that's only like Southern California because if you ask Jake, there's a couple other candidates that he would suggest uh, there does not exist yep. is his favorite brewery and he's talked about it and you don't want to count them out either if you're in california some people say russian river because of how long they've existed how long they could produce finding the elder finding the younger and not the quantities that they do and quality so that's where i'd like to save that argument it's it gets tough but hey when we're going multiple episodes into beers from pure project north park got Solaris on here 
you know they're great and that's what we can get access to so we want to talk about it and get people from like the east coast mid um, of the US to be like you know what I'm gonna trade for them I'm gonna seek these people out and get their beer and that's what makes them even more popular so going back into the beer here and I want to hear your thoughts before I talk about it because I know that you'll have some great analysis on this yeah so at the front I mean it really is that funky ale it if you had any kind of like farmhouse or something from Solaris you know that's the flavor that's coming through at the front and then towards the back the middle and the back you get like this like sweetness of this grape and that dryness comes towards the end like once you're done sipping that thing a few seconds later you're kind of kind of parched you need a little bit of water you know so it's definitely more dry than the other one yeah so unless you like that like you're gonna be scared of this one <laughs> yeah it's one of those ones where i think it hits everything on the head there where that initial taste is very funky very appealing to the senses in terms of funk and a lot going on so you're very intrigued by it you're paying a lot of attention that middle the back end with the sweetness great it gives you a taste of like that was a great break from the funky kind of gives you some peace but then that back end that dryness that wanting more but in like that dry sense where you're parched is where the endings of these two beers wine mixes are different not to say it's in a bad way because i i enjoy this but this is where the other one i could probably drink the whole bottle and just be cool this one from solaris still could drink the whole bottle but i would like to pair it with something else i would be in you know, on the podcast, you all know I love to have multiple beers, drinking, sipping on different things. But I would have to, this is like the category, need another beer with it. So that way I could go back and forth to appreciate it fully. I could not drink this whole bottle straight up in one sitting without another beer or another drink with me. So still, I would rate it pretty high. I think I'm on that range of 4.75. Um, but I think the Pure Project edges it out for the simple fact that it's less dry and it's a more approachable in the sense of drinkability. Yeah, so I mean, I wish we had more than half the bottle. <laughs> yeah. But those are things maybe out of the brewer's control, out of our control. So, I mean, not discounting the beer for that. I, I mean, I'm sure it might have been more carbonated. Yeah. You know, if it was had as it was supposed to i don't know we had it like it was kind of a still beer when we had it now which isn't bad like i kind of like no carbonation in beer i could do away with the carbonation in a lot of different beers yeah especially the wine hybrids i mean the the pure project one wasn't that carbonated mm -hmm. which like these aren't i don't think they should be that carbonated so i don't know this is a uh, probably in that four seven four eight range oh. like it's it, it, it's great at what it does but it is more acidic and I don't like more acidity I know we have to we have to grade it based on what the style actually is but it's it's hard to not like the acidity you yeah. know the acidity is like hard to kind of warm up to and so the more we drink these styles I think it helps but it is one of those to where the dryness plus the acidity right I think those yeah. two make it just a tad bit harder to enjoy for certain people yeah. like for me i i don't want super crazy acidity in there yeah. 
I love the dryness. I could have the driest beer ever or even the driest wine ever. I'd be like, wow, this is kind of weird. My mouth feels like chalk, but I wouldn't hate it, you know, yeah. where some people would absolutely hate that, but love the acidity. I mean, the way most people get into beer are sours, you know, yes. so like I, there's a certain thing that humans are attuned to is that, that sourness. They don't really shy away from it, but the dryness, yeah. maybe, maybe they shy away from it a little more, but so you guys are talking about the acidity. I actually like the acidity on this. Yeah. Um, the apricot is definitely there. If you're not an apricot person, I would definitely kind of stay away from this. Um, I just really enjoy this. The acidity, yeah, it's a little too strong for my liking, but I still like it. It yeah. still makes me want to go back for it, like how you were saying for the first one. Like, I guess I'm just kind of used to it because I have to drink sours with with Gabby because that's all she will ever drink so like I guess I kind of built up a tolerance to it um you guys your rating is not too far off of mine I would think mine's like a four eight nine to a four nine okay so the reason why I'm going off of that is is I just think of everything that you guys hit on of the description of the bottle I think it, it, it's there I taste it I enjoy it it's something that I could definitely kind of like see myself drinking i do agree with what you're saying though joseph yeah. of where you have to have a beer that you can kind of go back to on this because if you just drink this i really do think the acidity will like catch, kinda, up, with you. Will yeah. catch up with you i do think you do have to have something in between like during it yeah but i just really enjoy it i really love both beers i mean like to be quite honest with you pure project is going to trump this one yeah. but i it's too like, like we like to say, we're judging two really good beers that are really, like, top of the tops, yeah. right? And it's and we're just trying to be nitpicky at the point of when we're describing these. And, like, they're both phenomenal beers. I just will give the edge to Pure Project. Because that Pure Project one literally knocked my socks off. Yeah. I know, yeah. At some point, we'll definitely have to... Um Try some side project because we went to the Silver Sam the other day and shared that side project, that uh, oh, yeah. wild ale with cherries, and that has that funk to it, acidity, and they're known for that, and they're known for some crazy good wild ales and all their stuff. So now that we're doing a lot of funky stuff like this, that's kind of going to be the next step. We'll probably do a side project on here and talk about some of their stuff. I yeah. think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll go to that. I'm in. Hey. I'm in. It's a great episode, guys. Uh, make sure to check out the YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. The website, brewswth.com. Give us feedback. Let us know what you want us to drink. Try some stuff. All that good stuff. So, until next time, guys. Cheers. 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 Later.